Blog Talk Radio. Testing, testing one, two, three. Blog Talk Radio. We're now listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio Show. We're not listening to wealthy sisters. 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 Well, hello, hello, and welcome to Wealthy Sisters Radio, brought to you by Wealthy Sisters Media Group, where we proudly promote positive people. You can certainly visit us for all your branding and publishing needs at the Wealthy Sisters media.com that's s-i-s-t-a-s wealthy sisters media.com here at wealthy sisters radio you know we absolutely love connecting businesses with people stories and music and our purpose is twofold first you know we must always provide you that dynamic listener with inspiration and that practical knowledge that you can apply to your business and your life right now for that positive impact and second we must continue. It is so important that we use this platform to edify, promote, and acknowledge and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I am Deborah Hartnett, your host, and we are broadcasting live here on the Worldwide Blog Talk Radio Network, and today is another awesome Tuesday, and you know, we are here every week at the same time. That is Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern. We thank you so much for spreading the word, but also the good news is we are on demand. That's right. You can catch us 24-7 just like On Demand TV. We are On Demand Radio with a podcast available for you 24 hours a day at WealthySistersRadio.com. Again, that's WealthySistersRadio.com. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter under Wealthy Sisters. Stay in touch with us. Join the mailing list at WealthySistersRadio.com. And you know what? You can get this show. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. So we are there. We are available for you. We want you to know that we are a resource for you to be in business. You're in business, yes. You're by yourself, but no, you're not. We're all working together, and we want you to know that we are here for you. Well, we are excited about today's show. As always, and I promise you it's going to be another great show. We are definitely thrilled about this segment. That's right. Everybody loves this segment here. What? 
Wow, the business question of the week. I want to talk to you about that today. The business question of the week is a hot one. It's a great one. As we approach summer, we're all excited about the summer coming up, and there are a lot of businesses out there that are seasonal, like swimming pools and depending upon where you are, uh, golf or, or landscaping. Well, the question comes today all the way from Kylie from Johnson City, Tennessee, and we want to get to Kylie's question, but I definitely want to let you know if you've got a question about anything on business, relating to business, you know you can send it to us here at Family and Wealthy Sisters Radio. That's right. It is our pleasure to do our best to answer it. And you know, with me being in business over 25 years, I don't know everything, but I do know how to find the right information to get the right answers, to have the experts on the show. So send us your questions at family at wealthysistersradio.com. Again, that's family at wealthysistersradio.com. Or you can call our hotline at 800-917-9435, extension 808. That's 917-800-917-9435, extension 808. So let's get to Kylie's question from Johnson City, Tennessee. Kylie, thank you so much for listening to us. She says she tunes in, been listening for a year now. Well, congratulations as we're approaching six years. We're so excited uh, that you are tuning in and finding great value in our show. Well, her question is how to make profits. How can she make profits year-round in her seasonal business? understand she has a, a family ice cream shop. Wow, that is a great question. It's a great question, Kylie. And I tell you, I'm sure a lot of you all out there probably face the same thing. But first thing I would say, you know, you know, the name of the game to get those profits, to have profits, is of course, is to reduce and to have minimum expenses. So maybe look at some ways that you can reduce your expenses during your off season. I don't know, you didn't indicate whether you are renting a place or whether you're using one of those uh, trucks that, that they have, like a food truck or what have you, but um, try to reduce those expenses that way, maybe even cutting back on the hours. Maybe you're, you're open later during the summer and have shorter hours during the, the off-season period. Also, maybe look at some other ways, some avenues that you can uh, increase your profits by offering services uh, that to, to other businesses who might not normally think about using your products or services during that time. But even like with, with kids, I can think if you're in the ice cream, I don't know, maybe it's some type of catering you can do for uh, parties. The kids have parties year-round. Parents spend money year-round on birthday parties. Maybe it's something you can do with that. Add uh, some little maybe clown or something in and provide, you know, some treats with that. That's, you know, something you can look at, for example, um, as, as we say, experiment with new services and product offerings. Also, maybe seek, um, as I mentioned, the industries, other industries that we, we talked about, kids. It might be some office parties or uh, something that you can participate uh, in as well, maybe appreciation, employee appreciation programs that you can offer. Oh, yeah, we're coming up with some good stuff for you, Kylie, that you can do that businesses can use all year round. You know, those are some things that you can look at as well. And then also perhaps you might want to seek some partnerships, maybe some partnerships out there that uh, offer other services that might need your service that you all can complement one another and to be able to, you know, build from there. So definitely look at that as well. Uh, there are some other things that you might just kind of want to Google, you know, how to make profits year-round. There's some great articles uh, that I found out there as well. So once again, Kylie, thank you so 
so much for submitting your question to us here for the business question of the week. She's down in Johnson City, Tennessee. Love it, love it. Thank you for listening to us. And, again, if you've got a question that you'd like to submit to us here for a business question at Wealthy Sisters Radio, just send it to us at family at WealthySistersRadio.com. Again, that's family at WealthySistersRadio.com. Or call our hotline at 800-917-9435, extension 808. Well, I tell you this. This has been an explosive week. We just launched last Tuesday the Winter's Circle, the Winter's Circle, and it is it is it is hot. I mean, everybody's excited about it. We are thrilled about it. It's an incredible way to offer you an affordable way to market your business. As we know, it's so important to build your brand, and we see commercials, the major corporations every day. They're always running, like Ford and GM. Do you think we? not know about those cars? Of course we do, but it's so important that you keep your brand recognition, you keep your product, you keep your services in front of people, and the Winner's Circle is offering that for you. Uh, just to name a few, there's so many things that we do with the Winner's Circle here at Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Not only do we provide you with an ultimate platform for networking, but promoting and sharing your business and services, but you can you can create a profile with your Photo there. You can share in roundtable experiences in an atmosphere of a private peer advisory board. As leaders, we all know that who everyone comes to us, but who do we go to? So here we are creating an environment that you can come online, you can share your stories, you can you can also uh, ask questions. It's just a great way, and we have the new business spotlight feature here. So it's so much more that we have to offer you. I want to encourage you to go to WS. WSMGWinnersCircle.com, WSMG Winner's Circle. You can get started for as little as $4.99 a month. I'm telling you, we're tweeting your business out. You can post on Facebook. It's so many things that you can do. So we're excited about it. And everybody that's uh, gotten started, they're loving seeing their messages out there and getting that brand recognition. So, again, go to WSMGWinnersCircle.com and join with us today. Well, as we know, we are so excited about today's show. Wow. What a powerful segment we know that is already going to be. I mean, when we look at the time, as we say that phrase, for such a time as this, it is so important for us to understand our ancestral history. And today we're going to talk about the business of the ancestral history with none other than the co-founder of AfricanAncestry.com, Ms. Gina Page. Now, understand, Ms. Page is a revolutionary pioneer. She and her co-founder actually a part of a pioneering team that created a whole new marketplace for tracing African roots using genetics and the latest advancements in science and technology. So we owe it all to her, a great debt of gratitude to she and her partner today. And she has helped so many people. She's been featured with Dr. Henry Louis Gates. We all know who he is as well as helping celebrity clients like the King family and Oprah Winfrey, just to name a few. So she's on our show today here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. We're thrilled to have her. We will be right back after this short, short, short message, and we're going to bring our phenomenal guest on our show today, Miss Gina Page. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're now listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio Show. We're now listening to Wealthy 
That's powerful. That's powerful. So, you know, we want, again, like I said, we welcome you here. And I don't know if you had an opportunity to check us out or to listen to some of our oh, episodes. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing well, that's big fantastic. stuff over here. I was like, wait a minute. How come I haven't been a wealthy sister yet? What's going on? I'm really excited to be here. And you have such great energy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, you know what? We love what we do. We know it's important, as I know your and you feel about your work as well. And, and I asked you that question because you, you might know that we're a little nosy over here. Everybody always wants to know, well, where is she from or where is he from when they're relating to our guest? And just to try to get a, a understanding of your background because a lot of times we just want to be able to relate. And, and right. I see it as a way to encourage people to say, well, she did it. I, I know I can learn from that or or I can really listen. So why don't you share with us a little bit about where you grew up, as I say, the ingredients that went into this mm-hmm. great recipe today that led you on this this powerful journey, Gina. Well, I'm a D.C. girl. Um, All right. I'm from Washington, D.C., home of the Million Man March and the Godfather, awesome. go, go, Chuck Brown. <laughs> Chuck Brown, we got to give um, her a round of applause for that for exactly, sure. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And um, I grew up in D.C. and uh, ended up going to college in California at Stanford University. Um, wow. My entire childhood, I grew up very Afrocentric. I mean, I've, I've, I've been... I've loved being black my entire life. Um, when I asked my parents about it, they they seemed to think that it really kicked in when I started attending a predominantly white uh, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, my, my parents went to Howard. I grew up on the campus of Howard. So I, I bought, and of course, D.C. at that time was definitely right. chocolate city. And so right. uh, my my entire, you know, all of the all of the ingredients, as you say, that went into my recipe were were based on, you know, seeing beautiful, successful black people uh, doing mm-hmm. things, running things, and creating things. Uh, mm-hmm. After college, where I, I majored in economics, I went to business school at the University of Michigan. And that going to business school really was a decision that I made uh, when I didn't know what I wanted to do. And uh, it, I'm one of the few, I think, who graduated from a, a school like Stanford not knowing what she wanted to do. Um, but when mm-hmm. I started looking at the people around me that were doing things I found interesting, I realized that they all had MBAs. And so I went and got an MBA and was very interested in advertising and how uh, how America sees us as black people and how America communicates with us as black people. But chose not to go into advertising but into into product management uh, where I okay. could really learn business. I could learn all aspects of the, of the marketing mix and, and of business management. So I started off at Colgate Palmolive Company, then spent some time at Sara Lee Bakery where I was the pie queen. I was responsible for the <laughs> frozen pie business. And, um, <laughs> Wait a minute, did everybody want a discount? <laughs> I was like, how can you get the pies for the holidays? <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, it was easy because we our products were frozen, so there was it wasn't any real way to give, you know, give people stuff. So right, I, I didn't right. have to worry about that too much. But um, 
I, I decided that I didn't want to do product management anymore. And all along, Deborah, I knew that I wanted to work for myself. I didn't know how or what I wanted to do, but I knew that I was an entrepreneur. And, and that mm-hmm. actually goes back to being a little girl and working with my cousin to write a magazine so we could make the $5 to go to King's Dominion when it first opened. You know, just always doing sort of entrepre- young, young people entrepreneurial stuff, at least in the old days. Young people now start major technology companies, but Absolutely. Um, that, that's, we didn't have technology on that level back then. So anyway, I, I decided that I didn't want to do product management anymore, and I really did want to focus on African-American consumer. And so I went back to Colgate Palmolive and worked in African-American marketing. So I, I was specific to African-Americans but worked across business lines. And then I, they tried to put me back. They did put me back on a brand group, and that really wasn't what I wanted to do. So wanted to do, so I took the leap and decided to go out on my own. And so in, in 2000, that's when I officially became an entrepreneur and um, did some consulting and product, manage, uh, product management work uh, as a consultant, strategic development, that type of thing. And then in 2002, 2001-2002, was introduced to Dr. Rick Kittle, who's now my business partner. And we were introduced by a colleague who told me he has this technology that is revolutionary, but he's a scientist and he doesn't know how to take it to market. And so wow. we joined forces and I commercialized his research so that wow. anybody who wanted to know where they were from in Africa specifically could find out. And that was, we've been in business for 12 years now. So that's my path, not really knowing exactly what I wanted to do, just just sort of following my intuition and following my hunch, that's not traditional. You know, most people have a plan and they have goals and they have objectives Mm -hmm. and they have timelines. I have to be Mm -hmm. honest and say that I've never worked well with any of those (laughs) things. (laughs) Well, you know, to be honest, Gina, as you said, there are a lot of entrepreneurs who say that, who um, we have, we, we talk about all the steps that you need to run a successful business. And many of them, oftentimes we talk about writing a business plan. I have entrepreneurs all the time that come on and say, I didn't even have a business plan the first five years, <laughs> you know. So it's, it's, it has a lot to do with, like what you said, your gut and your intuition and um, being at the right place at the right time. Do, 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 I, you, do yeah. you think that's important? <laughs> I do, but you know what I think is even more important, and this is one thing I did do, is being prepared. So mm-hmm. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but mm-hmm. I went to college. I got yes. an MBA. I went okay. to one of the top Fortune 500 companies to get my training. So right. I was prepared along the way so that I knew I've done enough budgets. I've done enough right. plans to at least have it in the back of my head so that 
Uh-oh, did you press mute? Oh, a call dropped. You are listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio. Stay tuned. Our special guest is Ms. Gina Page. She is actually one of the co-founders of AfricanAncestry.com. We're so excited to have her on the show today. We're going to take a short break, and uh, we know that she'll be able to call back in. Her call has just dropped, but we'll have her back short here shortly. Well, it looks like she's back on. That was fast. Hello, Ms. Gina. Yeah, You're there. That's happened. okay. We we know when anytime something powerful is being shared, sometimes things like that happen. So you were saying, uh, you yeah, knew I was saying that you were prepared. I was prepared, right? Yeah. And so now I know that I should be planning, and even if I'm not writing down the plan, I have something going on in the back of my mind that mm-hmm. knows, you know, there are some steps you're going to have to go through to get mm-hmm. to what you're trying to do. So I think preparation is is even more important because you can be in the right place at the right time, right. but if, if you don't know yes. what you're doing, then... Yes, yes. Yes, as they say, you know, it's nothing like having the right opportunity but not being prepared for that opportunity. Yeah. It is, it is yeah. So, So preparation, uh, timing, intuition, what other words would you say is, is, is important to having success in business? Um, being open to risk. That's not one word, mm. but um, mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. to be open to risk. Because mm-hmm. everything is a risk. And if you're risk averse, then you're not going to make it. You have to be, mm-hmm. um, you have to be confident mm-hmm. because there's a good chance you're going to hear no a lot. You know, if mm-hmm. I told you the number of times, even still today, that people say, I'm not African or what difference does it make where you're from or right. um, how accurate is it, you know, all of these, right. all of these questions, all of these comments to try and chip away at your armor of what you right. know is important, um, can you have to be sealed against those. You, you have to have your, your armor on. So you have to right. you have to be confident. And then um, I think the other thing that I have found that has contributed to my success, not I think, but I know, is mm-hmm. using your resources. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I I use resources today, people who I know from high school, people that I know mm-hmm. from college, people that I know mm-hmm. from business school, people that I know from every company I've worked for or with, um, mm-hmm. people that I've met along the way. I rely very heavily on relationships and resources that are at my disposal because you can't do it by yourself. And when you're an right. entrepreneur, chances are you don't have the resources to do it, the financial resources. Right by yourself, and so you have right. to draw on that sort of entrepreneurial village that's around you um, to to move forward. Right, right, and it's not even just like I'm glad you said the financial or said the entrepreneurial village. I like that phrase because even not so much as um, the financial, it oftentimes it's help. It's having the resources of a hand to actually do something, to type something out or to meet a person for you, to schedule an appointment. So all of those things, uh, like you mentioned, are, are so very important. I love that, using those resources and, and being open to risk. And when you were 
talking about prepared, too. You know, I, I just look at divinely inspired how you and your partner were able to come together because not only were you prepared with um, Colgate and um, your education and and um, being at uh, the companies you were at, but even your love and your interest for your heritage. I'm sure that played a big role because if Dr. Kit is Dr. Kit, correct? Kittle. Dr. Kittle. Kittle, excuse me, Dr. Kittle. I mean, this is his baby, so to just link up with anyone that really wouldn't have a pure understanding or passion or love for that, that I'm sure he would not have been able to have that type of marriage that you guys have been able to have if you did not have your history and the love for that as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's something to that. I have to be honest. I had never thought about where I was from in Africa before I met him. Um, mm-hmm. I knew I I knew that I was from Africa. I had traveled to Africa. I loved Africa, but I I did had never thought specifically about where I was from. I have family members who are genealogists, but mm-hmm. that has never been my focus. So mm-hmm. I, I I have to honestly say that I came to this from a business perspective. I saw mm-hmm. it as an opportunity to use my skill set to market a product, create and market a product that had never existed before ever Mm -hmm. in history to Mm -hmm. a group of people that I'm passionate about. Now, Mm -hmm. I think it's that group of people that I'm passionate about that really was what what caused Dr. Kittles and I to click, my passion Mm -hmm. for black people. Um, Mm -hmm. So so definitely. But he, he was light years ahead of me in terms of, looking at it from an ancestral perspective, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, if you just tuned in, you're listening live to WealthySistersRadio.com, or perhaps you're listening to us on On Demand with the podcast. You're downloading us there at WealthySistersRadio.com. Our guest today is Ms. Gina Page. She is the co-founder and president of AfricanAncestry.com. So we are learning some great information. I really want to get into how this program works, how you all got started. And, I mean, I know you, you've worked with with Dr. Henry Louis Gates. He's helped the King family, Oprah Winfrey. We want to get into all of that here. So, But before we do that, we just want to take a short message break and come back. And I'd love to know, you know that first day of launch. I'm just excited to hear about that. So <laughs> I, can, I can only imagine. I know it was a great day. So if you stay tuned, we'll be right back after this short, short message. We're not listening to Wealthy Sisters. D-Herbs.com's Full Body Cleanse works to naturally cleanse and detoxify the body to aid in weight release, enhancing the immune system, and increasing energy levels. The Full Body Cleanse consists of the blood and lymphatic formula, cardiovascular, liver, spleen, and gallbladder, lungs and respiratory, kidneys, bladder, and adrenals, colon and digestive tract, and activated charcoal. When you cleanse your body, you open up the door to healing and rejuvenation. Dherbs.com 
We are back live here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. That's right. It's time for the spring cleaning. Did you get your d yet? You know we love it here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. We swear by it. Have so many testimonies from it. Everybody who's been using it, you've heard about it all from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, Yolanda Adams, so many people. And I'm telling you, we've had uh, Mr. A.D. Dolphin here on the show several times. You want to treat yourself, treat your body. You know we are what we eat, what we put in our bodies, so that we can be at our optimum performance with our businesses. I strongly encourage you to check it out. Go to dherbs.com. And remember, when you're clicking on that and you're placing your order, you can use Wealthy Sisters for a discount. Again, that's theearth.com. We're here live on Wealthy Sisters Radio. I am your host, Deborah Hartnett, and our very special guest today is Ms. Gina Page. Uh, she's the co-founder and president of AfricanAncestry.com. Ms. Gina, she was here to tell us about that day of launch and how you all got started with this major, major project of helping us trace our roots. Like you mentioned, you you said you you never really thought about where you, you were from, and I, and I can kind of relate to that because I mean I, I think we all knew we were from Africa, or we we say that, or you have some people to say I'm not from Africa, I'm from here, or or what have you. But you know to be able to narrow down what village, what country, is pretty incredible. How how did you all launch, and how did how did that whole project get started? Well, you know, the community created a demand for African ancestry. So um, mm-hmm. Dr. Kittles was part of the New York Af- – well, he had, he had been working on uh, on trying to understand why people are different. That's what got him into a career in genetics. And he, he mm-hmm. wanted to know where he was from. So this already started just because he wanted to know where he was from. And then he was on the team that from Howard that went to the New York African Burial Ground in the 90s. And his job was to determine the ancestry of those bones in that slave cemetery that they unearthed when they were uh, excavating for a federal, the construction of a federal building. And so people started to say to him, well, if you can do it for bones, you should be able to do it for me. I'm still alive. It should be a lot easier. And so he, over many years, over about 10 years, compiled a database of indigenous African lineages, African DNA from people on the continent, to help, wow. under, to help figure out where he was from. And when the community found out that it was possible, he got inundated with requests to do it for them. So there's that demand. So he mm-hmm. had the demand, but he didn't have the supply. <laughs> so we, that's when we were introduced and um, turned, the, turned that demand for the product into a company, a, pro, a, a service that we could offer. Our, our first day, our launch day was, um, was pretty uneventful. He did a talk in uh, Lansing, Michigan, and so we piggybacked on, on to that talk and Mm-hmm. Um, took our test kits, you know, got everything ready for that particular day, and um, went. And the talk was well attended. It was a, it was very well received, and, and we sold a few test kits. But you know, people people weren't chomping at the bit for it. Now, granted, mm-hmm. I think it would have been different had we been in D.C. or Chicago or Atlanta, right. you know, a bigger city with a more a larger black population and therefore more consciousness, but 
Um, I, what I really remember the most is when uh, one of the local news stations here in D.C., Channel 9, did a story, and one of the news reporters actually took our test and then went to the country that he went to Nigeria and did mm -hmm. a story on that. And, and that's when it was sort of like, I can't remember that old commercial, but when the Internet first started, people first started selling online. And there was a commercial right. where the, the people were sit, the workers were sitting in the room watching the computer, waiting for the orders <laughs> to come in, and then uh -huh. they just start streaming in. That's how we were. We were like, okay, we are on the news, so we're watching our website, you know, hoping and praying that we get orders. And, and so I remember that as the most exciting sort of launch time because we, we had gotten a lot of exposure and uh, throughout the city. And it was, it was invigorating, invigorating and exciting, and it confirmed what we knew, what we believed to be true, that right. people want to know. Right. And, and and when you find, like, what are some of the things that people do with the information? Like, I mean, I can only imagine, I definitely um, plan on doing it as well, and if I wanted to, what are some people like myself who just have not yet, for one reason or another, I'm busy or this or whatever, we all have everything going, but when we finally slow down and do it, what are some of the responses that you have gotten um, from mm -hmm. this? Well, you know, we, have, we, offer, um, we offer two primary tests. One can look at your mother's line of the family, so your mother's, 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 mother's line, all the way back 500 to 2,000 years, and tell you if the ancestry is African, what present-day country and ethnic group you share roots with. Did the you say test, 500 years? You said 500? 500 to 2,000. Wow. So what we're looking for is where your ancestry was before the transatlantic slave trade. Okay, okay. And then the other test looks at your father's line, so father to father to father to father to father on back. And wow. tells you the same thing. But what's interesting is when we trace the mother's line, it goes back to Africa 92% of the time. Is that so right? So okay. most people get an African result. Okay. So okay. when we trace the father's line, it only goes, or I should say, it goes back to Europe 35% of the time. So hmm. a third of the people who trace their father's line get a European result instead of African. Hmm. That's interesting. And that's and I, I know that. Yeah, I know that right? that opens up a whole other wave of conversations. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wow. So when people get African results, they're excited. They are, you know, they immediately feel a sense of belonging, a sense of place. Like, wow, now I know where I'm from. And they mm -hmm. want to do all sorts of things. They want to travel. They want to read. They want to learn as much as they can about those people, about that country. They are celebrating with their children so that now when their children go to Ancestry Day at school or International Day at school, they don't just have to grab some kente cloth, right? They can, right. They can actually they can represent right, the country that they come from, yeah. all sorts of things. When it's not African, it's a, whole, it's a different conversation. It's a different feeling, right, because people are confronted in, with what they know to be true intellectually, but it's mm -hmm. hard. It's hard to accept psychologically mm -hmm. um, because mm -hmm. it, it exists because of the behaviors of the slaveholders and the slave traders having children with enslaved mm -hmm. African women. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what's funny is we get a lot of people, we've heard everything, Deborah, right? So people are upset because it's European. They're upset because it's not Native American. Everybody wants to have some Native American. Yeah, we, that, that's what we got in the, the, say, for the, the wrong term, Indian in our blood. That was the exactly. phrase growing up. Yeah. Exactly. So we kept yeah. black when it's not Indian. And, and there was one time I caught some flat because it was African, and I, I just threw my hands up. Like, I, you know, at this point, I can't help, you know, if you're upset that it is African, then that's a whole other conversation but people are doing so many different things they're starting businesses they Mm -hmm. are um, connecting with the people from those countries in the cities they live in here and creating communities around that that are now you know you have DNA trace Cameroonian DNA trace Nigerian DNA trace Sierra Leonean Um, so it really just depends on what your motivation for taking the test. What we're seeing in the summertime is a lot of people sharing them with their family reunions. I was because going to say, because if you imagine, uh-huh. yeah, you uh-huh. take one test and you got you know a hundred people at the reunion who share those same results. So this really right. isn't just about the person taking the test. It's about taking the, the entire mm-hmm. family. Mhm, mhm, mhm. That's amazing. So, you know, the businesses aspect. Since we are a business show, let's let's kind of talk just briefly about that. So, you said a lot of people start businesses. Is it something that they're doing international trade, or what sparks them? Do you think um, to start that? Well, I think they feel a connection, and then mm-hmm. they want to grow and build on that connection. So, there's a woman mm-hmm. who um, is lived in D.C. at the time. She now lives in Iowa, Bridget Tapp. Bridget was mm-hmm. really into fashion. Mm-hmm. Bridget was going to start a, a mobile boutique using mm-hmm. a um, trailer. And mm-hmm. so when Bridget found out that she shared ancestry with people living in Cameroon, she decided that her business was going to feature African designers. Oh, okay, beautiful, okay, okay. So she completely changed her focus to have the fashions that she was now selling be from African artists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are people who start philanthropic efforts, which I think Mm -hmm. is business as well. You know, Mm -hmm. they invest in hospitals or they invest in building schools in in a village or in a community in the country that they share ancestry with. Um, there are people who have started travel companies because, mm-hmm. again, the, they want to live out their passion. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. successful business people, I think, are at least start out living a passion. Right. And so right. once right. you find out where you're from, well, that becomes a passion. And then that jumpstarts whatever their entrepreneurial efforts are. Wow, wow. We are live here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. I am Deborah Hartnett, your host, and our very special guest is Gina Page. She is sharing some incredible information with us. She's the co-founder and president of African Ancestry, and uh, I'll just say AfricanAncestry.com because we want you to visit the website, get your kit uh, today for sure. And um, you've just been sharing some powerful information about what um, other people are doing once they've discovered their lineage and can, can you share with us where the majority of your test uh, lineage have come from here in the states or or do I'm sure, sure. Imagine you have people from all over uh, that well, order, order test. if you're black 
if you're from Africa at some point. So um, we have yeah. people from all over the world who take our test. But the majority of the people are in the United States. And the majority of the results that we find are definitely West African. So we're West not African. finding many African results in mm -hmm. Northern or Eastern or Southern Africa. Um, mm -hmm. And then the countries that we find the most often are Cameroon, mm -hmm. Sierra Leone, Nigeria, mm -hmm. and Guinea-Bissau. So those mm -hmm. four countries, which lie squarely on the west coast of Africa, but know that I'm talking about present-day countries. So, you know, the borders have it changed a name. over right. time. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. also, we have found results from 27 different African countries. Mm. So while you may look on our website and look at testimonials or our wall of um, our wall of return and see a lot of celebrities from Sierra Leone or a lot of celebrities from Cameroon. That doesn't mean that that's where all of our results come from. We found mm -hmm. results from Senegal down to Angola and, and mm -hmm. even into the central part of the continent. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, we come, mm -hmm. from, we come from Western Central Africa, and that's a lot mm -hmm. of present-day countries. That's fascinating. And, and so this whole um, rite of passage or, or discovering our ancestry roots today, why do you say it is so important when we look at um, what's happening in our country, um, this, just the recent events here in Baltimore area and, and all around? Why, why do we need to, to understand uh, where our roots are Base well, psycho where we're from. psychologically, knowing where you're from mm -hmm. is a crucial component of knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. Identity mm -hmm. matters, and our identities mm -hmm. are constantly evolving narratives of self. So we get to create our own identity. If you don't mm -hmm. know your history, mm -hmm. then you, there's no way you can know who you are. Mm -hmm, and we're mm -hmm, not learning our history. We're not taught our history, despite mm -hmm. all the great educators we have in Dr. Ben and Dr. John Henry Clark and even today people like Tony Browder who are teaching us, who make it available, we're not mm -hmm. learning it. And so mm -hmm. what we learn is that we don't matter. What we learn is that we came right. from slaves. We didn't come right. from slaves. We came from enslaved African people who came right. from Africa who, who survived the middle from, package. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, that's a whole, yeah. other, a whole other show, but right. um, we don't learn. We, we're taught, right. we're socialized by the media that we don't right. matter. We spend all we these hours watching television, watching right. shows that say we don't matter, listening to music that tells us we don't matter. And, right. and so that's why we're in the predicament we're in. We don't right, believe right. that we matter because we don't know who we are. And African mm -hmm. ancestry tests are a tool to help you better understand who mm -hmm. you are. I, I can't imagine, but I'm just going to take a stab at it and just go out there on a limb and ask because I get this all the time with our show is geared, of course, is centered around the African-American woman, businesswoman's experience. It's centered around that, but it's certainly open for everyone. Our, the information that we share here is practical knowledge that you can apply to any business. It's just from our perspective. So oftentimes I get people to ask me, why am I just focused? 
on African-American women? Well, one of the main reasons is because I, we need this. Um, we are starting businesses faster than any other segment of the population, and it's documented. It's been going that way almost a decade now. I mean, we're passing all other segments, but we don't have that history of support, that lineage of someone being able to provide resources. So we, we have to do that. You know, uh, that's one of the main reasons there. But it's also a passion of mine, just like you said, to be able to see us improve and to build upon that. So I'm going to ask you, have you had people say to you, well, why are you just doing it for African? You can make more money if you open it up to everybody <laughs> to find out. Do, do you get that question all the time? Um, I get that question, but here's my answer. People of black people are the only people that don't know where we're from. Right. If you're white, you don't need DNA to tell you where you're from. You can use your last name. You can use right. census records going back to the beginning of the census. You can look at Ellis Island. You're, exactly. <laughs> right. You you have a history available to you. So white right. people don't need DNA. We're doing this for the people who don't have any other way of learning where they're from. I wish we didn't have to have this company. Right, 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 right. But unfortunately, black people weren't recorded as human beings until the 1870 census. Mm -hmm. So you can do all the Ancestry.com research you want, mm -hmm. but you're going to hit a brick wall. And then right, you're going right. to wonder, where was my family before Mississippi, before Alabama, before Haiti, before Cuba? And then you come right. to us for the answer. Then you have to come to you to AfricanAncestry.com for the answer. That is that is so true. That's powerful, Gina. And and as we were talking about, you know, why it's so important for us, not just for us as a community, but for the youth, you know, knowing our identity. You understand you all have some programs that you have geared uh, toward the youth and being able to help us really help them know who we are and that we do matter. And if we matter, then you can respect and they'll be able to respect themselves and more and not be frustrated and see the outcomes that we saw. We do. We have a program called the Ultimate Selfie. So, you know, a lot of people are, are obsessed with taking selfies now. Yeah, and I like that. this is an opportunity for you to really look at yourself. And mm -hmm. so we work with, with educators in school systems and after-school after programs, wherever educators are, to work with the kids to help them to learn about science and technology and math using ancestry as the theme for that. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're a genetics company. Although we're in the identity business, we use science to answer those questions. And so um, we talk to the kids about the historical context, why this is, why we even need to have ancestry tracing, why we don't know where we're from. Then we teach them the science, how it works, how, how we're able to figure it all out. And then we celebrate with them. They take the test in advance, and then we celebrate with them where they're from wow. and encourage them to learn about those countries. Again, now when you have a project in school, you don't have to choose Italy if you don't want to. You don't have to choose Japan. You can choose right. the country that you come from. That's right. Um, to, That's right. To learn more about. So we see that kids are so empowered by learning this information. They are so proud to be able to say that they know where they're from 
And they also are really proud to know that it's black people who have helped them find the answer. So, you know, it's all a circle. It's all a continuum. And they're not just learning about themselves, but they're learning about themselves in the, at a personal level, a family level, a community level, a national level, and then a global level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because we do matter. We do matter, and their history does matter. You know, um, I, I just is just incredible. We, we hear on the Wealthy Sisters Radio, the time is winding down. It goes by so fast. We definitely want to keep you uh, in the loop, Gina. We want to have you back on the show, perhaps you and um, your partner, Dr. Kittles, as well, you know, to have you here to talk more about some of the, the cases like the King family and Oprah Winfrey and some other great things that you're doing and with your program. And we can talk about your family. Let's talk yes, about you. Yes, yes. Absolutely, absolutely, because I have to take results. the test. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back and tell you where you're from. Yes, yes, we, we've got to plan that. We're going to make sure we do that. That's going to be fun. That is going to be fun. And, and I, I just kind of wanted to ask you as we uh, wrap up here, what is next? When I, I think about those who are tuned in, who are thinking about businesses, or they might have children that uh, want to start a business, what's the next level of this, and, and where do you all see the company and this, this type of research and technology in the future? Well, I think there's there's more of the genome that we can look at to um, mm-hmm. provide even more ancestry answers. So that's, mm-hmm. that's something. And then there's also a whole industry that's growing rapidly in personalized medicine and using genetic information uh, to help us better manage our health and better uh-huh. manage our health care plans. And so uh-huh. um, we can definitely use our knowledge of, African ancestry to help black people, not just in terms of knowing where they're from, but then to functionally better live their lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Well, Gina, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on our show today here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. Definitely want to encourage everyone right now to go to WealthySistersRadio.com. Make sure you click right there on our featured guests. You'll see all of Gina's information, their website, uh, AfricanAncestry.com, and more details there. Oh, do yourself a favor. favor get the kit. Uh, it's family reunion time coming up. You know, this would be a great, great conversation piece for the family as well. And, Gina, what would you like to leave our audience with in the last 60 seconds? Well, I just want people to understand that um, our mission is to transform the way we view ourselves as black Mm. people and the way Mm. we view Africa. And we take that Mm. responsibility very seriously. So when you choose to take an African ancestry test kit, All of your DNA, your genetic information is handled ethically and confidentially. You become a part of an African ancestry family that shares resources and information to help you grow and learn. And there are lots of other companies out here that tell you, they'll tell you where you're from in Africa. All they're telling you is that you're African. And so I think it's important that you really do your research and make sure that whatever company you decide to use um, has your best interest at heart, has right. the most DNA data from Africa possible. Um, right. And, you know, support, support your own. We, right. This, this industry didn't care about black people until we entered it. 
until you start. Right. And, and, and we are at the top of the game. And so I just thank you for um, supporting us. Thank you for supporting black women entrepreneurs. Um, we need support. All, all of our entrepreneurs need support, and we're no different. And so That's right. um, I wish you the best. And I look forward to tracing your roots, Deborah. I want to come back on this show and tell you where you're from. Yes, yes, we're going to make that happen. Absolutely. <laughs> that That is a definite commitment, and I'm excited uh, about that as well. We're going to do that. We, we're definitely, we have to talk offline about some things uh, that we are having to work that will definitely, I'm sure, be fun and a fun way to reveal that as well and to just to have you a part of our family here uh, at Wealthy Sisters Radio. Thank you. I'm honored. Oh, wow, wow. Well, if you missed the first half of this show, you know, don't worry. Don't panic. It is okay. You can catch it at WealthySistersRadio.com, and I promise you, you want to. We just had Gina Page of African Ancestry. She's one of the co-founders and the president of AfricanAncestry.com. And get this, again, they are the pioneers that brought this technology of where we can actually discover where we're from. And, you know, that is so important when we talk about business today, knowing our history, knowing our heritage. Um, as we take the holistic approach here at Wealthy Sisters Radio, it is so important because what everything we know relates back to our mindset and just being able to know that, hey, you probably came from a long line of entrepreneurs or powerful kings and queens, you know, to really be able to know that, to give you that confidence that you need to continue to soar. So we want to thank again, Gina, for coming here uh, on Wealthy Sisters Radio, and, uh, you know, we're at that time of the show where our featured feature correspondent this week, Aurelia Mitchell-Durant, who happens to be our, our legal correspondent. We're excited about what Aurelia has for us today. She's talking about the power of protecting our brand by incorporating. So, Aurelia, go ahead and take it away. What do you have to share with us today? Hello, this is Aurelia Mitchell-Durant, Esquire, and this is the Wealthy Sisters Media Group radio show legal segment. Today I'm going to talk about incorporation. When we set out to start a new business, one of the first questions that we have in our minds is whether or not I should incorporate. The point of incorporation is that you afford yourself limited liability. So if you deem that it's appropriate that you insulate yourself from the activities of your business, then incorporation is something that you should definitely consider. There are several forms of incorporation, with the most popular being the INC designation. In order to give yourself limited liability as an INC, which is a standard corporation, you have to do something called an S-election. The S-election is a tax documentation document that you file that gives yourself limited liability. The other more popular form of corporate filing is an LLC, which stands for Limited Liability Company. In an LLC, you don't have to file an S-election. It comes with the limited liability that you desire. And then there's also the nonprofit designation. A nonprofit doesn't have to be a 501c3. A 501c3 designation is a tax exempt status. So you can be a nonprofit and still be responsible for taxes. 
Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. Now, the other thing that I want to mention about a nonprofit is that a nonprofit does not necessarily mean that there's no profit. It means that the business is set up for a charitable purpose within the context of the tax code in order to allow it to be a nonprofit organization. Now, the difference is that um, in, in all forms of nonprofit, you do have to file what's called a 990, which is a tax form that is allowed to be public on your website because you're organized for charitable purposes and in most instances you're receiving some tax benefit for that. So you do have to be transparent. So one of the things to consider is which form of business works for what I'm doing. Am I serving the greater good of the public or am I set up for just a commercial purpose? So you can make that determination and that will lead you in the direction of the proper form of business. Now, in either instance, whether you go with a corporation or a nonprofit, you do have to file some tax documentation. The other thing to consider is that when you file a corporate for a corporate entity, the corporate entity lasts beyond your lifetime. So that means that if something were to happen with you or you decide that you don't want to operate the business anymore or you experience an unfortunate disability, you have to have a succession plan on what happens with the business when you can't run and operate within the context of it. So you may have to dissolve the business, but you have to make that provision. So hopefully your decision-making is guided by the use of a business plan, which I think is very, very important, and mapping out what you're going to do with your business so you're not just hanging loose. So the uh, designation is important. Um, incorporating is important. And almost 90% of business owners would see some value in incorporating, but it's important to pick the right form that works for you. Um, and works for the life and the longevity of your business. This has been Aurelia Mitchell-Durant Esquire, and this is the Wealthy Sisters Media Group radio show legal segment. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, wow, how powerful. Thank you so much, Aurelia, for that awesome information on how to incorporate our business, why we should look at incorporating, and actually just the power of incorporating our business. I want to encourage you to make sure you go to the WealthySistersRadio.com right now. Click right there on our feature correspondence, and you will see Aurelia Mitchell-Durant. She is an outstanding international intellectual property attorney. We are excited and blessed to have her a part of the family here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. And I, I mean, really, I mean, you definitely want to have a conversation with her if you're serious about your business. So in, in, in protecting your brand, she is, she's incredible. So thank you so much, Aurelia. And again, I want to just come to this time and just say this is the part of the show that we come to, that power thought of the day. Oh, wow, how important it was to have our very special guest, Ms. Gina Page. Definitely want to thank her of Ancestry, uh, AfricanAncestry.com, for coming on our show today and just reminding us the importance of knowing who we are, how powerful it is to know our identity. Oftentimes, we're so busy. We're running. We don't understand um, how things are operating. We're just at a fast pace. Well, I just want to encourage us to really take that time out to continue to stay fresh, ask yourself questions, to make sure that you're still following in your purpose, that everything that you're doing is aligned with your, your goals that you set out. I mean, things shift, things change, opportunities are presented to us, and, and, and we take different paths. But at the core, at the core are we still sticking to those fundamental beliefs and that fundamental core, that fundamental purpose? 
And that goes back to knowing and remembering who we are. So I encourage you to do that. I'm going to take the test uh, today, uh, as, as I mentioned today on the show, and uh, definitely encourage you to also go to AfricanAncestry.com and get your test as well to know the identity, share it with your family and friends, and just to be able to be clear and be proud and know that you matter as well. Well, again, we want to thank you so much for tuning in to us here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. I am Deborah Hartnett, your host, and we look forward to having you here with us again next week. Remember, the Winner's Circle is ready for you. We're here to promote your business to over 50,000 people weekly. Go to WSMGWinnersCircle.com, WSMGWinnersCircle.com. You can get started for as little as $4.99 per month. Come on. You know we made it simple for you. We look forward to seeing you next week, and as always, we continue to wish you and yours the best of everything great. Bye now. We're now listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio Show. We're now listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio Show. We're now listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio Show. We're now listening to Our guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of our host, staff, or partners of Wealthy Sisters Radio.